Hi, this is Neil Morse, and you're listening to the Progcast. Welcome back to the broadcast. Uh, this is episode 73 and uh, with me via Zoom is Neil Morse. Uh, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Really good, man. Really good. Getting ready for Morse Fest. I'm practicing. That's, that's great to hear. I'm sure we, we're going to talk about all this in a second. Um, we like to start our shows, uh, our episodes with a little section that is called What's in your Walkman? So I would like to ask you what you've been listening to currently, um, what you would recommend uh, to the listeners out there. Something could be something new, could be something old, something prog, something not prog, whatever you want, really. Oh, well, you know, there's uh, Flying Colors Third Degree, certainly. Uh, most of the stuff in my playlist is stuff either I'm working on um, you know, I've got like all the music for, uh, Morse Fest in here and, uh, the final mixes of Solo Gratia. I've got, I've got something called songs for, uh, when we're on a cruise, like so, songs that my wife likes as well. So okay. that has some like Elton John and some Beatles and things like that. Um, I really like, uh, um, this guy, Joey Frivolo, uh, He has a, a, a really cool prog album that's on Waterfall. That's on my app. Uh, there's also a young artist uh, named Chris Riley, a local guy here that has some demos that I'm really excited about, but that's not available for the public yet. But uh, yeah, lots of cool things going on. Okay, cool. That's the, that was uh, some, some great recommendations there, I guess. Um, about Joey, uh, he also plays in Kairos, and Kairos is one of my favorite albums, the, the Selexa Dreams, the latest Kairos, Kairos album. And yeah. uh, actually, uh, I'm super happy that you mentioned him and his uh, solo album, because when it uh, dropped, like uh, I think maybe two years ago, um, we uh, actually premiered one of his singles at the Prox Space, And I never got around to check out the the whole album, and now I'm such a huge fan. I, I became such a huge fan of of Kairos, and um, I, I've just always forgot to check it out. So now is the time to check out Joey Joey Frivola's uh, solo album. That's what I'm gonna be doing. Um, I also, yeah, he, he's really an he's really an extraordinary artist. I, I I'm I'm kind of embarrassed. Sometimes people give me music. And it can take me a while to get around to it, like because because I'm so inundated with you know different projects going on at the same time. Like right now, you know, I'm practicing for Morse Fest, and the mixes for Transatlantic Five are coming in, and I'm I just can't get in the headspace to even listen to them because I'm practicing, you know. So that's the way how how my life is a lot of the time. So Joey gave me those uh, a CD of his, and I kept it like. On, in the, my uh, bag that I take on the on my uh, airplane flights and things for a long time. It took me like a year before I finally listened to it. You know, I'm so embarrassed to say that. But when I finally did, I called him up and said, dude, this is really great. Uh, you know, what can I do? Can we put it on Waterfall? And yeah, he's a really great artist. Yeah. Um, 
he also plays in an, in another band and uh the name is escaping me right now um but maybe i will uh come back to it throughout the show um yeah I, <laughs> uh I, i've heard his other things i just can't remember the names either and i remember thinking they were really good too like um there's a cd maybe it's kairos maybe it's another thing uh, of um, his. um it, i i will I, i'm pretty sure i will uh somehow get back to the name i remember the cover artwork from the last year's um from last year's album and the band kind of fell apart after that um I will find it out uh, during this show. Um, my recommendations this um, this week for the What's in Your Walkman sections would be, um, of course, I'm always trying to match it a little bit with the music I'm showcasing, uh, in this case, your new album that's about to come out now. So I won't uh, recommend any tech death or, uh, you know, progressive <laughs> extreme metal here. Um mm -hmm. A uh, very new single uh, uh, that just dropped like last week, I think, from Norwegian prog rock band Wobbler. Uh, Five Rooms, it's called, and it's really cool. Their new album are, is going to be out, I think, late October. And uh, something a little bit related to you, uh, obviously, an album that came out earlier this year. Um, and that was really, really fun to listen to. And I also featured the main songwriter of the album uh, that was the um, pattern seeking animals obviously and i really enjoyed that album as well i don't know if you have heard it um with your ex-colleagues so to speak um, yeah no i you know it's, i haven't heard that i haven't heard that one that's that's their second album um a prehensile tales really cool listen and um i think my, my from Yeah, there's obviously two longer songs towards the end who are really cool, but but from the shorter songs at the like the first half of the album, in the first half of the album, there's one uh, song called um, uh, "Elegant Vampires," I think, and and it it's got just this amazing um, Dave Mirra's bass groove, and that's what I really love about it. Um, that would cool. be that would be my two uh, recommendations in the "What's in Your Walkman." section but um we want to talk about the new neil morse album of course that's coming out um this friday yes so it is called sola gratia uh, as you just said and um it actually i was looking at your uh, your solo discography and i was like Hmm, which albums would you count into like the, your full solo solo album studio album discography the the what can i say the how many solo albums did you do before and you just always had so many pro projects going on and uh that i was not sure which album to count and which not so is, is there any num do you keep track of all your different projects Not really. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm just, I'm not usually looking back. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Mike's more of an archivist. So Mike would be able to tell you <laughs> how many albums we've made and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really uh, keep track of that. Um, but for, for uh, people who uh, haven't been following your uh, solo output that closely and also the 
the themes, of course, you're talking about, and um, they, it's probably still pretty easy to see that there might be a connection to the 2007 album Sola Scriptura, and um, so maybe we can you you, you can start with uh, yeah, um, telling us a little bit how how you approached this album as the 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 albums you put out the last years were like the three Neil Moore's band albums and then the Jesus Christ the Exorcist musical um so uh yeah H how did you come back to this kind of solo album it just felt like a, t a good time to do that again um it seemed like it was a you know, the right kind of cycle. We were, uh, it was interesting. I was praying and thinking about what I was going to be doing in 2020 towards the end of 2019. You know, I in October and November, and I was trying to think, well, what would we do for Morse Fest next year? And I had hoped that we would be able to do the new Transatlantic. That seemed like the season that it would be. And, uh, that wasn't going to happen because Pete had committed uh, the whole year uh, to Marillion and couldn't really, wasn't available for anything. And uh, so that wasn't going to happen. And then Mike was going to be out like most of the year with Sons of Apollo. And I thought, what am I going to be doing? Um, everything I tried to do, like I tried to put together uh, some other things and they all fell apart. I tried to book some solo shows and it just didn't feel right you know and so i just had this open schedule so it wound up being great of course because then covid hit and uh i didn't have any anything i had to cancel <laughs> except, except cruise to the edge with with uh flying colors um yeah. but uh yeah and it just seemed like well it's this kind of open year maybe it would be a good time if I, and I was thinking in January, you know, if, if I could write something that was good, you know, really good, if I was inspired and I wrote something, you know, really quickly, maybe we could get it out before Morse Fest and debut it there. So that was kind of what was in my mind uh, when I started to write this in February. And um, yeah. How is it? How is it connected uh, to to sola scriptura um, um, topically? I mean, it's two different stories. Um, I I know <laughs> that much, and I also know the the vague outline of these stories. Uh, so how how did you uh, come to think? Let's do this story this time around, and 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 maybe. Tell us a little bit about the specific story you picked out. Yeah, well, um, I've, I, I, I'm not sure why, but I've become the go-to guy when people have ideas about prog concept albums. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I've made so many, right? <laughs> um, so pe people marry up very often at the meet and greets and things will say, hey, have you thought about making a concept album about this or that? And a lot of people have mentioned the possibility of me doing one on the Apostle Paul. And so it was, it had stayed in my mind. And then I started, uh, when I was having all these musical ideas, I started to kind of 
do a bit of a scouting expedition, like just, well, let's try some things about Paul and see if, see if it, how it feels. And some of the stuff was about him persecuting the Christians. And uh, right around that time, <laughs> it was a lot of different factors. Right around that time, uh, my wife and I were talking about it. And she said, from the other room, she said, yeah, it'd be good for you to do another solo album. And, and for some reason, I thought she said sola. And it sparked this idea in my mind about doing another sola. And I was reading this book, uh, or actually listening to a book on tape that talked about the five solas that wasn't just sola scriptura, it was also a bunch of other solas. And so that, that was kind of how it started. And I think how what the stories have in common mainly is the uh, persecution factor, you know, the factor of, you know, you got different people saying, hey, we know God's will and we know you're wrong. And so we're going to persecute you. And in on Sola Scriptura, in Martin Luther's case, it was the church of his day. Uh, in Paul's case, it's him. And then... You know, he's the persecutor. And then, um, and it, you know, and Stephen, I talk about quite a bit about the stoning of Stephen also on this album, Sola Gratia. And so Stephen kind of represents the true believer, so to speak. And Paul, for much, most of the album, represents the uh, persecutor who thinks he's doing the will of God, but is not. And uh, so that, I mean, that's kind of the connection is this, uh, this kind of violent spirit uh, opposing and fighting with the uh, the the true spirit, so to so to speak. <laughs> um, I I listened to the album of course already. Uh, I had the time yesterday to to listen to it once, and I had the feeling that musically, um, the the second half felt I don't know more classic proggy to me um i i don't have it open now uh with the with the uh track list but i think a, a song like i think it was the third single building the wall with it uh with uh, it's um like yeah stadium arena rock type um it sounds fairly different to to the um yeah classic neil morse prog rock that is presented in the in the second half um so how how do you um go about in your in your songwriting process when you uh when you have these different stations in these in 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 the stories and um is is there any um when you're writing the songs and 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 you have you know okay this this is is gonna be this chapter this is what happens in this chapter um it doesn't happen naturally what kind of direction the song will go into musically oh yeah sure yeah you know it's it's very instinctive i mean basically you know you're riding along and you know, following and playing things and go, yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, what should happen now? What do I want to talk about now? Um, and I, uh, you know, with building a wall, 
I was looking at that scene in Acts. I was kind of, you know, looking at some of the stuff from the Bible and going, oh, well, that that's an interesting conflict, you know, <laughs> when they're, uh, that, that's, a lot of that stuff is from the, the trial of Stephen, where they're arguing with each other. And, and, um, and also I was thinking about this idea of the wall of separation that people like to build between each other. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, the religious leaders of that time wanted to, well, they wanted to build the wall up and keep the wall between them and others, that they were the special people, you know? And uh, so mm -hmm. that just came out at that time. It's not really very planned, you know? It's, you're just like sitting there with a guitar or a keyboard and, and, and well, what feels good? And you start singing something and go like, oh, okay, that, that could work. Well, what, what, what lyrics would go with that? And uh, so I don't really plan it very much. And I just kind of go with whether, what comes out, if I like it or not. And then I try to look at the flow of the whole thing. And that's a challenge when you're writing a whole long piece like Soligratia. Mm -hmm. So, w which song was the first you you you, uh, you were writing for this song for this album? Is it, well, or, you know, there was a lot of little ideas. Uh, I mean, okay. lot, yeah. I was on this trip. I was on this trip to New Zealand, and I was I get up really early sometimes. Um, before everyone else, I'll, I'll wake up at like five, you know, 4.30 in the morning sometimes. And so uh, we were on this cruise ship and I'd be wandering around the cruise ship with a keyboard or a guitar and I try, try to find a quiet place, which is very difficult even <laughs> at four in the morning on a cruise ship. Yeah. And um, in fact, I got kicked out of one of the, one of the rooms because they were, they were rehearsing a dance bit. <laughs> they kicked me out. Um, that, that's fine. I mean, they wanted privacy. I understand, but uh, anyway, yeah, I just had all these little bits. I, so there wasn't like a song that I wrote. I had, you know, a li the li first part of what became Ballyhoo. You know, we are the fortunate people, the apple of Jehovah's eye. You know, thinking about the spirit of the of the religious leadership of that day, and uh, yeah, yeah, and. There was a little bit of the glory of the Lord. And there was a, then in Sydney, when we landed in, in Sydney, uh, I went for a walk early in the morning. And then there was a little bit of uh, in, uh, in the name of the Lord there. So it was kind of just little bits all at once. Cool. And um, so my colleague Steph did an in-depth in review of uh, Sola Gratia and he he dove very de deep into the concept uh, as he is familiar with all your solo albums um so i of course i asked him ask him about special things that he would would like to know um okay so uh he said overflow is perhaps the most abstract songs lyric song lyrically on the album so could you tell us a little bit uh, about what your singing about in overflow what's the story behind overflow well i was at a place in new zealand called hole in the rock okay. a beautiful place out on the ocean and i was standing out uh we took a little excursion out there on a smaller ship and i was standing out on the bow i, I sometimes i like to get away from <laughs> from the crowd and 
uh, just feel and sing things into my phone or in this case into the uh, GoPro. And uh, I was singing this thing of, uh, there isn't one thing I know. Da, 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 da. I didn't have the full lyric. It was just a little bit. Um, that's where it started. And all of that kind of uh, darker themed stuff you have in the, in the name of the Lord and Ballyhoo and then uh, building a wall. That's all from the, you know, the darker spirit, so to speak. And uh, so I felt like we needed some light here. And I was thinking about Stephen being, it says Stephen was full of the spirit. So I was trying... The reason why it's more abstract, I suppose, is I was trying to put into words what it might feel like or what it might mean to be full of the spirit. And so that's where that song came from. All right. Um, to, to, the, to the point where, where you're saying, where, where you were saying earlier that um, there's these different solar books um, my colleague Steph also wrote down a note for me asking if there's any plan for um, he, he specifically asked for for Sola Fide um, but uh, obviously you said there's different uh, more even more than those three um, so so any chances or plans to do more solas in the future Uh, I don't have plans, but uh, there certainly is a lot more to say about Paul. I did not plan for this piece. I, I figured if you're going to write an album about Paul, you maybe do a little bit of backstory, and then you hit the road to Damascus, which is the big conversion time, and then get into his life and his ministry and... Um, I just wouldn't have expected that basically the road to Damascus is very close to the end of the album. And so there's a lot more to say about Paul. So uh, God willing, maybe I'll do another one on him or uh, yeah, it could be a whole series. All right. Um, yeah. You, you also uh, <laughs> told us already that you're, you're always juggling so many different projects um, to an extent that you barely have the time to listen to any other music um, apart from Sola Grazia now. Um, yeah, you also mentioned uh, Morse Fest that's uh, about to happen and it, of course it's going to be different this year, I uh, assume. Uh, due, yes. due to the situation, maybe you want to tell us a little bit uh, about your plans for Morsefest this year. Yeah, well, we're going to have a limited, a very limited amount of people in the building. Um, and, you know, everybody needs to be socially distanced and wear masks and all of that. So we're going to, um, you know, uh, try to have a very uh, pandemic safe Morse Fest, and we are for the first time doing uh, live streams out to uh, out to the world. And there's so there's different uh, levels. Whether there's like VIP live stream things and all kinds of different packages. Um, we're doing cover to cover stuff. So uh, Friday will be the covers day, and I'm really 
excited about that. We're going to do some cool stuff. It is going to be so fun. I'm, yeah, I mean, the, 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 really the new cover it. to cover album came out earlier this year, right? Yeah, so it seemed like a really in-season in thing to do. Mike's been after me to do a cover night forever. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to be doing a cover thing on uh, Friday. And then on Saturday, we'll be doing a Solo Gratia debut, as well as some other uh, proggy pieces. We're all with the Neil Morse band and with horns and strings and background singers and percussion oh, nice. and, you know, the whole whole nine yards and the bells and whistles and... And there's all kinds of free goodies and crazy cool things. They made like a Morse Fest 2020 Yeti cup and all, there's just all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, that you, you, can, just, you can look it up. You can look it up at neilmorse.com. They have all kinds of things that they're giving away and things. All right. You just mentioned that that it's going to be the Neil Morse band performing with you, the Neil Morse solo album, Sola Gratia on the Morse Fest. Um so uh, how how did the personnel for the album look like um apart from you obviously playing and singing most of the stuff i guess yeah well all of those guys worked on the album mike did uh the drums he did most of the drums actually i kept my demo drums on uh building a wall um because they were just simpler because i you know i can't play drums very well so i just you know keep it pretty simple yeah. and sometimes that's a that's the approach you want but uh yeah so mike played uh at his house it's the first album we ever made remotely uh without getting together in in a room yeah or multiple rooms and uh randy played on it uh eric did some of the fast guitar stuff and the uh big uh, guitar solo at the end of the album in glory the glory of the lord And Bill did uh, piano and some sound effects things. But the main difference, you know, of course, between this and a Neil Morse band album is that I wrote it all completely. And when we, the Neil Morse band albums are co-written. Um, so, and, and co-sung too. It's like, a, yeah. we have, we share the, a lot, share a lot of the vocals and, and all of that, which is great. True. Um, Yeah, when I when I was preparing for this episode, usually I I do um, a accompanying Spotify playlist to this podcast so people can listen to the music. Of course, I'm gonna do this for for this episode as well. I mean, the the new singles and stuff from 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 the new album from the Sola Grazia album are on Spotify, but usually I'm also putting together like a best off of the artist um that's a little bit tricky uh for you for your solo discography because uh there's very few stuff on spotify so um yeah i, I would like to ask you your about your take about the streaming and spotify thing because that's always a really interesting uh thing to to hear from from artists they their personal views Right. Well, I mean, I think uh, streaming is wonderful for the consumer. It's wonderful for the listener. It's just not real great for the artists. Um, and I think everybody pretty much knows that. Um, that's not yeah. news. Um, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah. I, I don't think it. You know, it's not a. It's not a sustainable model <laughs> because there just isn't enough revenue coming into the whole industry, not just 
to the artists, but also to the engineers and and the uh, PR people and all of it. You know, it's a it's yeah. a whole industry. And because uh, if I don't, if I'm not making enough money, and I can't pay the string players. I can't. You know, you know what I mean. You know how it works. It's a whole economy thing. Um, anyway, so I started Waterfall, my own streaming app, and you can uh, get Waterfall on your phone and stream all of my music and even things that even things that aren't my music, like Joey Frivola's album, oh, okay, and, uh, Eric Gillette's album, and uh, and then all all kinds of stuff of mine that is you know totally obscure and it doesn't exist anywhere. It's all on Waterfall, and you can get that at waterfallstreaming.com. It sounds sounds cool. Um, so the the decision to put your stuff on Spotify from now on as well was probably a, a label decision then from yeah, inside out, a, I guess. That's an inside out thing, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I had a quick look at my phone in the meantime, and I found out that the the other band from joey was called edge of reality edge of reality that's yes. it yes it's it's a little bit more more metal and the, but the album the album was fantastic as well yeah um really good so i'm i'm gonna put something in the in the spotify playlist from that one as well um cool And um, yeah, we were talking about Morse Fest as one of one of the the most immediate upcoming um, plans of you. Um, further after Morse Fest, you already mentioned uh, there's, uh, there's Flying Colors live in London. Uh, that's, yeah, right. That's it, coming out as well. Yeah, that's coming out really soon. It's beginning to ship actually. Um, and then there's. Uh, There's going to be uh, Jesus Christ the Exorcist live, the performance we did at Morse Fest in 2018. Oh, okay. Will will finally be released December 4. and uh, uh, in time for Christmas. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, and then the you know on the horizon at some point will be the next Transatlantic album. That's uh, one I'm definitely looking forward to, as a a long time. Prager and yeah, transatlantic cool. fan or of course also the the bands that um that are uh, the the personnel of transatlantic uh, where the bands where they come from um yeah so i see you're 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 keeping busy as always uh putting out a lot of music um and uh Yeah, I want to wish you a lot of success with with the new album and of course uh, the socially distanced uh Morris Fest and I think I'm not the only one when I'm saying we hope uh things will look better in in the next year um for the world as a whole but also for the live music industry obviously so um Indeed. fingers crossed uh we might have the chance to see you with um one one of your projects uh live again not only on morse fests but also on tour somewhere in the world yes we can't we can't wait yeah me, me neither it's it's uh i'm craving live concerts so much now um we here in germany it's looking actually uh quite good we started uh also with smaller live events uh, with limited capacity and 
socially distanced with seated venues and and masks and all that. But of course, it's not the same, and and you can't a, a, a bigger tour is not really sustainable because of the limited amount of of uh, paid audience you you can get. In right. um, obviously, but yeah, fingers crossed. This uh, this too shall pass, and and we we will, um, yeah, hopefully see each other down the road at one point at a concert. Um, yes, indeed. Thank you so much for talking uh, to us, for being on the broadcast, Neil. It was it was a pleasure. Um, all the best and. To our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate take, it. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones and listen to great music. Right on. The broadcast is a production of Stuas Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.